Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Swing and a drive, right field and deep. Back goes Aquino, it's got a chance, gone! Get out the tape measure, long gone! Fly the W! Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley-Jean. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season three, episode three. Will the Cubs have free agents for CubsCon? Hmm. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W, of course, on Facebook. Email Crawley and I, fly the W670 at gmail.com. Well, Crawley, happy Monday of CubsCon week. Yep, all the waiting. It finally comes down to this. And, and here's the thing, Dustin. I put this on Twitter today at, at so Crawley's funny, Cubs. By the way. So funny. I, I knew you were going to go here right away. So funny. Yeah, made me it, laugh out. Made me laugh out loud. It literally is not winter time until Cubs Con. Like literally, we think about this winter that we've had, where it's literally like been like short and t-shirt weather. Everything's great, and then the week of Cubs Con winter blizzard storm warnings and the temp drops 20 degrees i mean now, snowmageddon it was yeah today today was extra cold i thought today was and it's just, extra cold it, and it's 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 the worst because like i, I feel so bad because i know a lot of people that travel from like downstate from champagne uh from iowa from des moines all, all these people that come for this event and it's it, this always happens it's it's you know i remember 2018 i want to say it was like a blizzard like outside it was just insane and it's like it's it's so cubs kind of it, it's funny but it's not you know what i mean right right yeah i mean that's uh it's not the you want to be able to get there you want to make sure everybody gets there safe um and all that kind of stuff so yeah I mean, listen be be careful okay just everybody be careful and and the thing you gotta think about too is players got to catch flights right right and that's so that, part that's, of it, right? I, I remember god who did it? i think i had like a giovanni soto this is like 2009 cub kind i won like a ticket to get him and he didn't miss it. His flight didn't come out, you know, and, and he, it, it was screwed up. And I ended up getting like, I forget like what bench player I got, but definitely wasn't the reigning rookie of the year. And so they, I think they sent a bunch of us like, you know, autograph Giovanni Soto balls. But it, it's like I said, you sit there and once you get into the hotel, someone like me, like I'm, I'm staying at the Sheridan. Once I bunker down, I, I, I do go outside to go to uh, Lizzie McNeil's to get a drink, but it's a very, very quick, cold walk across the street, and I do it in a t-shirt and jersey, so it's all right. Yeah, and otherwise, you are just uh, you're just there, huh? You're just I'm hung, yeah, hunkered down. <laughs> 
seeing who you might bump into. Yeah, very cool. I'm, I'm, he I'm heading down to Chicago Thursday. I'll be down okay. the CubsCon Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's a baseball card show going on on Sunday afternoon where Carl Edwards is going to be. So I got to get something signed oh, there. Nice. Okay. The old string bean slinger. And then, yeah. uh, and then I head home and then luckily it's Martin Luther King day. So I have the day off on Monday. Ah, so a little recovery, huh? A little recovery day. I'll, I'll go to bed. I'm not kidding you, Dustin. I'll go to bed at eight o'clock on Sunday, probably. And I won't wake up till noon the next day. Yeah. You were pretty, um, I don't know what I it was not in a bad way, so don't take it the wrong way. But when I met up with you last year on the Saturday, you were kind of running on pure adrenaline, I think. It's that you get these little adrenaline rushes, you get these little breaks where you kind of try to take a quick cat nap, like so like in between well, like you don't do that in your room, right? You like do that in no. the hall so you don't miss anything, right? Just in case. Well, basically if you go up so, to the room, you might like all of a sudden fall asleep for like 10 hours. Yeah, I don't go back up to the room for anything other than re restocking the drinks, but uh okay. I would say that what I would do is like, so in between the last session and then, then, then they, then they close everything down and then they set up Cubs bingo, which is my favorite of the year. Like that's like a two hour gap that I could easily get like a good hour nap, just laying down and I got people around me. So now I know we were going to get into that later, but just, this is kind of better. You know, we're going to turn this uh, podcast into a little bit of a radio show and show that I'm listening to you as we're having this little back and forth, <laughs> a little bit more info on Cubs bingo, who calls Cubs bingo. Yeah, that is that is the incomparable Wayne Mesmer. Okay, who's been that's at what I every thought. Okay. single Cubs convention back when it started at the Hyatt the first year, then moved to the Hilton, then to the Sheridan. And so uh, what happens with Wayne is that uh, you wait. It's probably the biggest, craziest line of the whole weekend is to get into a bingo. You All run right. in, you grab your chair. And then you got to wait because Wayne's going to make you wait because he's kind of a diva like that. And then ah, all of a sudden, okay, does he get up and does he do the anthem, Crowley? He does do the anthem. He does but the anthem. Wow. Before that happens, all of a sudden everybody waits, it waits, and then all of a sudden it gets dark and they play George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone. Oh, and boy. like like a rock star, Wayne comes out. That's and, not and that, what I would have picked for his coming out music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it is uh, CubsCon bingo. There, there is literally nothing like it. You, I, I can, I can try to describe it as best I can, but but until you've experienced it, it, it is, it is insane. There are people that just go crazy for it. Now, it is, is that a separate? How does that work? Is that like, if I buy, do if it's if I have like a pass for Saturday, am I? guaranteed entrance how does this work no nobody's guaranteed entrance but uh you know if they run out of seats they run out of seats you know i've seen so that's in the main ballroom and then i've seen people that they didn't get seats so they're just out in the hallway playing bingo and they have two big giant monitors ah listening outside almost okay yeah and then yeah. what other time so they like how, how they do like all the different games how many games they play in total i want to say close to like 20 games holy cow and how many sheets does how many sheets does crowley play no, you're only allowed one. If you get oh, caught with okay. another, there, there's problems. So you only okay. get one. Yeah, you get you get one card. Is, is all you're allowed the, to play is, with. Is it sitting at the table? They're all on the table. Everyone picks one. It's okay. And it's not really bingo. It's C U B S logo. Okay. And that's the Cubs logo. And then uh, and then the games get started, and it's uh, X marks the spot, four corners. Yeah. Um. Uh. The uh, regular traditional bingo. And then the one that I think everyone always kind of laughs about is who is the biggest loser card. Okay. And so if the person who is the last one who doesn't have a number called is the winner. All right. 
And that's what is it? Do they do a coverall for like the grand prize? And what no, is the they, grand, and what is the what's the big prize? The prizes can can vary game to game, and so the thing I it's it's uh, a lot of times they'll have like uh, signed baseballs. There's um, flags that flown over beautiful historic Wrigley Field, as Wayne likes to say it. So maybe like a, a Sandberg flag, something like that. There's a lot of cool prizes. I've okay. and so I've been going to CubsCon Bingo for over 20 years, and I've never won. Never. And it's now become a thing between me and Wayne Mesmer. There, there, there right. is. Uh, and you like uh, he, wheel you like wheel your cooler in, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There, snacks, yeah. And, and any snacks or snacks? People order pizzas. It's 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 uh it's a whole thing. You gotta come prepared. It's uh you know, usually yeah, we can you know, there's people that make giant pyramids on their table, there's people that do shots at you know every certain round so, or every uh, number. Cup, cup snake? Are we gonna do a cup snake? No, no cup snakes. These are real fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more Cubs con in segment three, but let's uh let's get underway. We got some hot stove updates, even though the Cubs still haven't really done anything. But uh, let's talk about what they have done. They did add a player to their major league Woo! roster. Finally, Woo! yeah, how about it? It wasn't through free agency. It wasn't a trade. They made a waiver claim, getting kept. Brian Seravan off the waiver wires from the Colorado Rockies. I have a picture up here. If you are subscribed to the 670 The Score YouTube channel, and you can see up here, um, he's a he was a pro big prospect for them that never really kind of panned out. Uh, he was drafted in 2016. He played 62 games in Colorado in 2022, 10 games with the Rockies last season. Good, you know, decent behind the plate, but doesn't really hit for much. So. Uh, you know, he's one of those situations where we've talked about, you know, Jan Gomez's age and we've talked about uh, Miguel Amaya's injury history. So the Cubs, if you're keeping track at home, have signed three catchers this offseason. Saravin, Jorge Alfaro and Joe Hudson. But the other guys were signed to minor league contracts, so they're not in the 40 man roster. They were signed to minor league contracts with the uh, where they can go with, but they are going to get an invite to major league spring training. So just though, because the Cubs aren't doing anything, doesn't mean that other teams haven't made moves since our last podcast on Saturday, the angels signed free agent, Zach Plesek. Friday was a interesting Zach Plesek. Yeah. He, remember he was supposed to he, be something. Oh yeah. Curious to see how he bounces back. White Sox form, signed former Astros and Cubs catcher Martin Maldonado. The Mets signed former Cardinal outfielder Harrison Bader. The Mets signed Sean Manaya, thinking a change of scenery might do him good. And then the Rockies signed Dakota Hudson and Jacob Stallings, and that's why Brian Servin ended up on the waiver wire, and that's where the Cubs picked him up. We also had a big trade. The Mariners uh, traded left-handed pitcher Robbie Ray to the Giants for right fielder Mitch Hanniger, right-handed pitcher Anthony DiSclefani, and Cash. And Dustin, it wouldn't be an offseason without another Dodgers move. They signed Teoscar Hernandez. And of course, there's deferred money. Jeff Passan reported that Hernandez's deal one year, $23.5 million, with $8.5 million of that deferred to be paid out between 2030 and 2039. Now, I know Dustin Cub fans are panicking. We're joking about it in the title of the show. Will they actually have free agents to show off at CubsCon? And, you know, we made our tiers, uh, different tiers on the board. And when we look at it, there, there's still guys up there, you know, Blake oh, yeah. Snell. The tier, still it's there. not all black lined out yet. No. Nope. Sharpie's Mon still got some ink in it. 
Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, uh, Chapman, Ian Bellinger, uh, or I'm sorry, Cody Bellinger. And then we talked about Reese Hoskins, Jorge Soler, and Shota Imanaga are still out there. And then we don't know if any of the other guys are going to get traded. But the thing that I want to kind of take a look at right here is that is Shota Imanaga. That is the one you got to pay attention to. Now, remember when a Japanese player is posted, MLB teams have 45 days after the player is posted to come up with an agreement. Dustin, the deadline for Imanaga is January 11th. So if he doesn't sign, I think, 5 p.m. Eastern time on January 11th, which is Thursday, then he goes back to his team, the Yokohama Bay Stars. So he, this is going to get interesting here. Uh, the Cubs have been mentioned. There's been conflicting reports over, if, you know, if the Cubs are in, if they're out. But we're looking at a deal over $100 million is what Imanaga is looking for. So, And what do you know he, about him, Crowley? What can you share with the audience? You know, he's, he's a really good pitcher, but there's, a, you know, he pitched for Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic final game. Uh, everyone remembers that last at bat with, uh, with uh, God, with Mike Trout and Mike Trout, yeah. with, you know, and, and the pitcher was uh, Shohei. And so I think that, you know, he's a guy that does tend to give up more fly balls. Don't know how that's going to play at Wrigley, but he's a, he's a good pitcher. No doubt. I would put him as a, a good, a solid number three pitcher, but you know, that's where I've kind of been eh, on Imanaga just because for me, I just really feel that the Cubs need a number one or a number two, and I don't feel like he fits that bill. So for a hundred million dollars, uh, I, I, I might be a pass on that is what I would say. Yeah. Because like you said, I think when you're talking about what they need, and I think we all can agree on what they need. Um, that, that needs to be a little bit better for that kind of deal. I, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and and I I mean I just I keep going back and thinking about how Arizona made it last year, and they really only had two pitchers, right? You you had uh, Merrill Kelly and what was the other one? I mean you had two stud pitchers, uh, Kelly and Gallion, Zach Gallion, and 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 so I think when you have two stud pitchers like that, and then you can piece together a third game, that can get you a run in the playoffs. I remember years ago, you remember two thousand one. Where, where Arizona basically used Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson for everything. To, everything. To start to right. close yeah. to, yeah. to everything. But if you could get two solid pitchers, you can go on a run. I just am nervous about the fact that, you know, Justin Steele put a lot of miles on the arm that he hasn't done before. And that doesn't mean anything. He might come back next year and be even better. But that's not guaranteed. There's certain guys that you sit there and you take a look and you say to yourself, for most of their careers, Justin Verlander. You can put a check mark that that guy's going to have between 15 and 20 uh, wins. Max Scherzer, uh, Clayton Kershaw. For the most part, for most of those guys' career, you know what you have. Justin Steele, I mean, he breaks out in the second half of 2022. He's an all-star in 2023. Does he take that next step? Can he be a number one? Can he be an ace? I think next year's a big prove-it year for Justin Steele, and I don't want all of that on his shoulders. I would like to have a... I, last year, a man, buffer, I remember, a buffer, if we will, right? A not, little buffer. Not only that, but if you remember last year when when um, Marcus Stroman, who got off to a really great mm. start last year, they were bouncing back and forth with each other. They'd be on Twitter, 
And they were, and, 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 and Strowman would be like, everyone see my dog, Justin Steele, that guy's pitching and Steele would right back. Oh, learning from the best. And like, those guys just had like a, a rapport that, you know, it was nice. And, and it, it was the Stro show. That was your number one starter. And then Steele could be a number two and he kind of learned him from the older guy a little bit, you know? And, and I don't think the Cubs have a legit number one anymore. And, you know, if, if it is Steele, I'll be a happy camper. There's no one who would be happier to see Justin Steele become a bonafide ace, get an extension, and get his money. But it still speaking has to be of, proven. Yeah, speaking of Stroman, I saw John Heyman uh, talking, saying that the uh, Yankees were in on Stroman potentially. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, Stroman's from New York, played with the Mets. Uh, that that would be extremely interesting because he was very he had a very uh, polarizing career in New York. So I, I I would you know obviously the the Yankees and the Mets have a good rivalry. I think that would just absolute light that on fire. I think that'd be crazy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com you are listening to the fly the w670 podcast it's episode three of season three Will the Cubs have free agents for CubsCon? Hmm. Don't forget to listen, download, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast, and don't forget to leave those five-star reviews in this segment. Crowley talking to Odyssey Insider and MLB columnist from the USA Today, Bob Nightingale, to discuss what the Cubs are looking to get done before pitchers and catchers report. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, you read his work in USA Today. He's an Odyssey Insider, Bob Nightingale. Bob, how's it going? Yeah, doing great. Happy New Year, Crowley. You know, as I always like to read your notebook and Nightingale's notebook in USA Today, and there was just a lot of stuff about the, you know, the off season, and and it's been a weird one for the Cubs and probably in baseball in general. I've never seen anything like, I guess, what I felt like I've seen this off season, where you have one team spending so much money, and it just seems like everyone else is not. I mean, can you remember like such disparity before? No, I mean talking about the Dodgers have spent uh, almost 1.1 billion, which is more than 29 other teams combined. Uh, mind-boggling what they, what they have done. Uh, you know, they're going to start printing World Series tickets next week or, or what? But I, uh, they got they got a juggernaut going there. Yeah, I mean you're talking about 1.043 billion is the number billion with a B. Let me just reemphasize that is the number that you got down there. And, and I'm looking at this and especially all the deferrals. I mean, it literally, you, you have to be an economics major to even understand how this is all going to work. Yeah. I mean, with the Otani thing, it was almost a stroke of genius because, uh, you know, the contract, $700 million contract is really worth about 460 according to the league, 430 according to the union. And, uh, you know, he's going to make up that money by himself. I mean, uh, you know, the, right now the uh, luxury tax is like $46 million a year. It's going to bring in about $46 million a year in licensing, ticket sales, revenue, everything else. Yeah, and so I look here, the NL West, because of the Dodgers, is about $1.322 billion. 
The NL East has spent $236.65 million. And then we get to the NL Central, $232.65 million. And if you would have ever told me the Reds would have spent the most, I would have called you crazy. But, but there is the Cubs, after spending $40 million on a manager, making him the highest paid manager in the game, they have spent $0 this offseason, Bob. I mean, zero. Yeah, no trades yet. Uh, they're just kind of sitting back. You know, like you said, Carl, there's a lot of guys still out there. I mean, right now it looks like Cody Bellinger's going to fall on their lap. Uh, they can almost pick their price. Uh, there's so many guys out there. You know, I'm not saying they're in for a Josh Hader, but, you know, a Josh Hader's out there, a Blake Snell's out there. There are so many, you know, good players out there. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins at first base. You know, go on and on. So I think these teams, by being patient, is going to pay off. At some point, the players start to panic a little bit, say, wait a minute, now I need to find a place uh, for my family where my kids going to go to school uh, this year, you know, where am I going to spend spring training? So you start, you'll, we'll start to see some movement here. Yeah, that's what you said. You, you, you wrote that, that they are going to be baseball's most aggressive team these next five weeks. And you know, obviously, I mean, when you take a look at Cody Bellinger, it looked like, you know, he was going to be one of the very hot free agents that everybody wanted. And now all of a sudden, like you said, by Cubs kind of just sitting back, they're in the cat seat. It doesn't, I don't know of another team right now that could really use a Cody Bellinger for the price he's looking for. No, everybody's waiting for that price to drop. But even when it drops, uh, there's not that many teams really interested in him. You know, Blue Jays have some mild interest if it drops. I know the Yankees were talking about before, but they're only talking about like $100 million. Uh, the Giants' interest has really waned as well. So you talk to people in baseball, he's going to drop on their lap at, you know, close to the price they want. You know, originally, about, you know, 280 250 It's going to be well under $200 million now. It's just people don't really trust Cody Bellinger. They saw what he did last year in Chicago. They also saw what he did the last three years in L.A. So a lot of people just aren't sold on him. Yeah, and I know with some of the hard hit rate stuff, I think people, you know, unless you're the Dodgers, I guess you just don't worry about, you know, those big giant contracts. But, you know, when you're going to hand a guy $200 million, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of money. And like you said, one big year last year, can he do it again? Do you think that if there is a contract that he would be maybe looking for an opt-out? Oh, I'm sure he'll ask for an opt-out because I'm, I'm sure he thought, he was going to get, you know, big time money this uh, uh, winter and it's not happening. So, uh, you know, there's so, so many opt outs this year. So I'm sure Boris will insist on one as early as possible. You know, I would think maybe after two years, after three years. But, yeah, I would I would think Bellinger will have an opt out because I'm sure he's disappointed in uh, how little interest there's been. And it, it is surprising. Now, the other name you mentioned is third baseman Matt Chapman. You know, doesn't look like the. Blue Jays are that interested. And if you put him at third, you're looking at one heck of a left infield. I mean, just in general, having Nico, two gold glovers with Nico, and then uh, Dansby, and then putting in uh, Chapman in third. But but like Cody, you know, the, there's concerns about his offensive production, especially if he wants a five, six-year deal. What, what, what do you think he's going to be as far as the deal for Chapman? What do you think that that's going to end up looking like? I would think probably low 100s now. I mean, he's such a great defender. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was even, even during uh, Arenado's prime, that he was better than Arenado defensively. 
uh, steady guy, great guy in the clubhouse. So people like him a lot. Uh, and I could see him, you know, bouncing back offensively as well. I mean, he's still a solid guy, but he went lights out in April, was never the same guy after that. Uh, but no, I think a lot of teams have their eyes on him just because, you know, a guy like that is going to help out your pitching so much just because that great defense he plays. Yeah. And then, then the, I guess for the Cub fans, the problem is, is you just don't have any guys that have real pop on that team. It's, it's, you know, who's going to, who's going to put the crooked number up on the board. And when you look around at first, at, at left, at right. And then if you got Chapman in third, you, I mean, these are all your power positions and you got nobody that's going to really kind of you know, put a lot of power. And that's, that's, I guess the concern one option potentially is Reese Hoskins. And I know that uh, he worked with John Maley back in the day, John Maley's back on the coaching staff with Reese Hoskins. I mean, I guess they're there for the cup fans. Everybody's kind of waiting for PCA to really kind of uh, take center field. But, you know, if you did get Reese and then you could put Cody at center, you know, that'll give, you know, PCA a little bit of time and if he's looking good at Iowa then you call him up and then maybe you put Cody at first and have Reese Hoskins as a DH you know yeah I'm sure Reese Hoskins is not one of DH because this can be a you know apply a one-year contract and then he wants to hit the free agent market you know, improve you know that he's a uh, uh a solid everyday first baseman so what, what's interesting is that you know, the guys you're talking about are all represented by Scott Boris. <laughs> yep. So it, it could be like a package deal. And the one thing, you know, when you're talking about some guys like, you know, Chapman Hoskins, he certainly does not want to take the Cubs market away from Bellinger. So it's kind of a, a funny thing there. You know, it's almost like, yeah, I, I want that Cubs market to stay open. If someone else offers something, you know, more than the Cubs or similar, you know, maybe that way you can move Chapman there and Hoskins. But right now, it's, it's a uh, kind of a juggling act. And like, okay, who do you guys want the most? Right, and and you know, also isn't isn't um, isn't he also representing uh, Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, Jordan so, Montgomery and Snell. I'd be stunned if uh, Montgomery doesn't end up back in Texas. He loves it there. Talking to Yankee people, uh, he's even expressed them like, "Hey, thanks, but I prefer to go back to Texas." So hmm. I, I think he ends up there. I really do. Well, if the Cubs don't get him, I've heard, you know, there were some reports recently about Marcus Stroman and, you know, Cub fans did not in any way, shape or form expect him to opt out of the contract. Um, and he did. And now, you know, he's one guy that I just have not heard being talked about with a lot of teams. Now it seems like there's a little bit of attraction with the Yankees, but did, do you think that Stroman may have underestimated the market for himself? Possibly. Uh, you know, walked away from one year at 21, that being said, he'll he'll do better than that. I would think he'll get at least a two-year deal, if not a three-year deal. Uh, remember now when he said that that he, how much you like the Giants, that was a runner-up. So got to think the Giants are are in play there. Uh, I'm not sure about the Yankees. We'll see. Uh, you know the Cubs have no real interest in bringing him back. So yeah, I've been very quiet on him. And sometimes that's just the agency. It's like his agents are Bertie Van Wagenen. Just want to play it that way, as quiet as possible. Where some agents won't let you know what's going on at all times. Now you know the the move I said that the Cubs did make is Craig Council, and you know I think Cub fans are truly excited to see what Council could do. How shocked were you when that move went down? Yeah, just I didn't see them firing David Ross. I, I didn't see it coming at all. So yeah, stunning move. I mean, made. 
made sense the more you think about it because he wanted a uh, a different opportunity. Obviously, he wanted to make more money. And now he gets to live at home. I mean, he's only, what, a two-hour drive from the ballpark, hour and a half drive. So it's a you know best of both worlds for him. And, uh, you know, I think the Brewers were stunned and certainly ownership. It was almost like you can go anywhere else, but why, you know, why Chicago? That's our rivalry. Uh, you'd be like a, you know, a Cub guy going to the Cardinals. Hey, any team but the Cardinals, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating when they, uh, and I think I'll be there when the Cubs go to the Brewers for the first time, because there's still a lot of, a lot of hard feelings uh, with those fans. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, they, I think they would have been fine with him going to the Mets, but like you said, it, it there is a rivalry that I 94 rivalry and between Cub fans and, and, and Brewers fans. And it, it, it I think it's going to be, very interesting to see that very first series. So you're going to pick a good one to go to. Now, I know that I see you a lot of times out in spring training. How excited are you for that spring breakout 2024? And do you plan on catching any games while you're out there? Yeah, no, it's only be on a, uh, you know, just about uh, out there every game, uh, game and day. And, uh, you know, probably right now, just like I was at the pottery camp a lot last spring, I imagine I'm going to be out in Glendale about half the time with the Dodgers. So you so much star power out there, you know, the, with Adani, Yamamoto, you know, uh, Hernandez now, you know, already having bets and Freeman and, you know, everybody else. So that's going to be the hot ticket. Uh, I'd be interested to see how much their attendance boosts out there in Glendale. Oh man. It, it, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, but I, to me personally, like I said, it, it, to see the prospects kind of have their own game. I think that, that's a great job by baseball to kind of come up with that marketing strategy so that people get to see these young kids before they, you know, as they're working their way through the minors. Oh, those games. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant drug or spring training. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's a good idea. Uh, people love prospects. I mean, nobody talked about prospects 10 years ago and now people fall in love with them sometimes too much where GMs, you know, want to keep the prospects. It's like, Hey, prove yourself. You know, how many prospects we hear, hear about that never really pan out. So this would be like, you know, the Arizona Fall League, you know, coming to spring training for a couple of days. Right. And and I think, you know, when you, when, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, unless you went to a minor league town, of course, you didn't hear about it. You know, you didn't have too much opportunity. But now with, you know, with different Twitter and social media and everything like that, and now the game's being streamed on MLB Network and stuff like that, you get to see these players and there, there's a little bit of excitement. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Well, Bob, I, I hope you are 100% right. I hope the Cubs are active these next five weeks. As you know, Cubs convention is coming up on Friday, and it's it's going to be very awkward if you don't have any shiny new toys other than Craig Council. But but you are saying to Cub fans, take a breath. There's 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 more, maybe some reinforcements on the way. Yeah, but look how long it takes for some of these guys. And Bryce Harper, I was in uh, Clearwater when he signed. That was like you know 10 days in the spring training. Manny Machado was right in the spring training. Uh, you know, when the uh, uh, Chris Bryant signed in the spring training of the Kyle Rockies. But a lot of these guys now, you know, go go deep. And, uh, you know, not too deep in the spring training, but deep into February. So, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, as long as you have the guy by opening day, you know, all you know, all matters now is to sell, sell tickets. So, some places, no, not, not regularly field, obviously, but some people want to get deals done just so they can sell season tickets. And, uh, you know, the teams that wait is like, wait a minute now, we want to sell these guys and show people, hey, invest your money right now. 
Uh, so I think that's the only thing with, with clubs. They prefer sooner than later, just to market a guy. That'll be good. Bob, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media and where they can read your work? Sure. Just on uh, usatoday.com. Uh, if you don't buy the paper on the streets and, uh, or else I'll, uh, put them on my Twitter account at uh, B Nightingale. Bob, I always appreciate your insight. I'm I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Cubs convention. And after this week, we're going to have weather wise. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Mesa. Yeah. Look forward to uh, seeing you right outside the, uh, entrance right there and along the path and to be a fun time. Look forward to uh, seeing you out here. Take care, Bob. See you, This is season three, episode three. Fly the W670 and will the Cubs have a free agent to introduce to us at CubsCon this weekend? Don't forget, drop us a five-star review. Listen, download, subscribe to this Fly the W podcast. And don't forget to check us out on all the socials, especially this weekend because it's CubsCon time and Crowley will be there keeping us up to date with all the happenings at the Sheridan, right, Crowley? Oh, absolutely. And, and there's been some uh, some fun news. You know, it, it's not all negative here. Javier Assad was honored with a mural in his hometown in Tijuana, Mexico. So I'm putting this up on the 670 Scored YouTube channels. Tennessee Smokies posted a picture of this. But uh, a really, really gigantic mural and uh, Javier Assad in front of that. Remember, he had a really great season with the Cubs last year, but that breakout came for Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. So very cool that Javier Assad got, gets that uh, honor. You know, a you know, kid coming from Tijuana, and, and I, I would say that he was uh, just one of those really big surprises last year for the Cubs, and, and I don't know where they would have been without him. Yeah, yeah, good kid, good story. Like to have some of that uh, positive news as we start off 2024. Good stuff, Crowley. In segment one, we talked about Justin Steele and being an ace last year. Well, Justin Steele tied the knot this week. And congratulations uh, to Justin, his wife, Libby, who I've met. I met her at Club 400. Um, just absolutely a great couple. They have a little child. He's, he's it's an interesting pairing. I want to say that, you know, obviously he's from Lucidale, Mississippi, from a small town, and uh, she's from, I want to say, New Jersey. It's, it's what do they say, opposites attract, but uh, definitely they have a little boy, Bo, and and I'm happy, so happy for their family. And Albert Alzali was at the wedding and, and shot a couple pictures and put them on his Instagram stories. So, you know, it, it's, like I said, he's a great kid. I You know, just getting to meet him and getting to talk to him, it was really an honor and, and, and I'm, like I said, hoping nothing but success for Justin Steele, but very cool that they got to in, celebrate that party. Yep. Very cool. Indeed. Congratulations to the uh, happy couple. And, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully Steele is a uh, laser focus now that that's out of the way. Yeah, it, it definitely got to be easy. He's one of those guys that he reminds me a lot of John Lester. When all of a sudden, when he crosses that white line, when it's his game day, when it's his turn to go up, Bulldog mentality. There's nothing that 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 gets in his head. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Totally, totally agree with that, Crowley. Absolutely spot on. All right, Crowley. What else is happening in the uh, Cubdom? We were talking about uh, CubsCon, and for those of you that don't know, it's been happening later and later. But the Cubs are going to have Cubs convention, as we talked about this weekend. Don't forget on Friday is going to be the blue carpet arrival. So they lay out the blue carpet and the players come and shake hands. With a lot of people 
You have opening ceremonies, which Pat Hughes usually MCs. There's going to they're going to be the announcement of the Hall of Fame class on Friday night of 2024. Could it be Sammy? Don't know. It's a possibility. We heard about that. And then after that's off the mound with Ryan Dempster, his uh, late night show that he does, a kind of a oh, okay, that's fun. A variety show that's always a lot of fun. And then the other thing that they started last year was Harry Karaoke. So you can maybe oh, sing boy. some songs out in the lobby, hotel lobby. It's going to be fun. Saturday, um, we're going to find out soon about how the autograph signings work. The I, I talked to Patrick from Cubs Authentics. They have a huge archive of things that they're bringing for fans to see. Uh, Tom's having some sort of reception, so I, that's going to be something we'll talk about when, when the Cubs kind of end, see how that goes. And then we talked a little bit about Cubs bingo, and, and then, of course, all the sessions during the day. Ian Happ with the compound. He's going to his podcast. He's going to record it live. The pitchers are going to talk. The hitters are going to talk. Cred Council. Wonder who's got the lucky uh, straw that's going to be starting that off, uh, doing the uh, emceeing for that one. Now, when is that? When is that? Is there an official time on that one yet? We don't have it just yet. The way that it usually works is that my guess is the very first thing in the morning at nine o'clock will be Jed and Carter. If if it's if it if they do go traditional. Then 10 o'clock would be a conversation with Craig Council. Then they would go with the with the pitchers, the hitters, the compound. And then, you know, I know they have the Sweet 16 squad, the core of 84, and the press conference. So my guess is they'll probably have a couple rooms like they usually do. And then, you, you know, you'll have to make some decisions on what you want to see and what you want to do. Uh, Sunday, they only have one session that's on MLK, MLK's legacy, African-Americans in baseball and some autograph signings. The big thing that they started last year on Sunday is the kids clinic where different players and coaches will work with your little leaguers uh, on different things. The only thing I, I want to make sure that people that are coming to the podcast goes is that you have to pre-register for this. So you can't just show up Sunday and be like, Hey, my kid wants to, you know, take, do the lessons that that's not how it works. So you'd have to go to cubs.com backslash convention and, and you can find it on there. I don't know if it's still going on that you could still sign up but that is definitely something to do. So it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm definitely going to be posting a whole lot of content from there. Um, also marquee announced today that they will be broadcasting. I don't know if they're broadcasting every session, but they will be broadcasting opening ceremonies and other things. So uh, it should be good. So if you can't make it and you don't want to risk the uh, winter weather, if you have marquee, you can catch it on there. And uh, all great information, Crawley. And obviously, tell everybody again how to follow you if they already aren't. Um, let us know how to uh, follow you during all these uh, festivities because yeah, uh, definitely. I'm sure it'll be a great follow. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out there at, at, on Twitter at Crawley's Cubs. And I'm like I said, we're going to get more information for our podcast coming out on Friday uh, to definitely get you ready for CubsCon, a very CubsCon-centric podcast. Uh, podcast coming up but who knows maybe we'll even have an emergency podcast we've been waiting for one of those yeah fingers crossed uh, on that fingers crossed <laughs> on that for sure also you guys just had a uh celebration of life how did that go down absolutely wonderful this was dorothy's last call and again if you're looking at the scores youtube station right now you can see we had some cool logos made up she was famous for wearing that white visor at cubs games and so um, there's a lot of people to thank for that event. It went so great. Thank you to Stuart McVicker and Club 400. The crew did a great job. Um, we actually had obvious shirts made these Dorothy shirts. And for those of you that are watching, uh, it's it's a logo. It's a Dorothy. It says Dorothy, but it's a Jägermeister logo. If you That's know anything awesome. about Dorothy. 
That's a great T-shirt, Crowley. That's a great T-shirt. Thank you to Joe Johnson over at Obvious, but uh, Dorothy was absolutely just amazing, uh, and and she was doing Jaeger shots until her ninety first ninety birthday, and so that was her drink of choice is a, a shot of Jaegermeister. So if you remember Ken Rosenthal in Game Six of the uh, NLCS, he asked Dorothy, "How are you going to celebrate?" This little old white haired lady says, "I think I'm going to do a Jaeger." So uh, that was kind of that. And then we have a lot of talented friends, a lot of artists. And one of those is Dorothy, or Matt Kammerer. And I have some of his artwork in my Cubs cave. This is a picture that, that came from that game six. Uh, Dorothy was wearing a shirt. I don't know if you remember these shirts that said, just one before I die. Mm-hmm. And I, the, whoever the AP or Getty, I can't remember who took the photo, but Dorothy's kind of looking out in the distance and it was just a beautiful photo. And so Matt made this drawing and, and it's a, it's a city skyline with the map of Chicago and the streets behind Dorothy with that picture. So that was awesome. Uh, we had Dorothy cutouts. So we sang the national, uh, we sang the anthem. We had the seventh inning stretch and we finished with go Cubs go. People said a lot of words and, um, John Benedict, the organist, and my buddy Danny Rocket from the Bleacher Bum Band played some tunes. So we really, truly believe that Dorothy was looking down on us that day, and and it, and it was a party like you just couldn't imagine. And so thank you for everyone that came out, everyone that helped out. It was it was amazing, and boy, she she went out in style. And there's definitely a lot of Jaeger shots that we all did for her. All right. Well, it sounds like a good time was had by all. Awesome job as always, Crawley, on all of those updates. And that is a wrap. Don't forget, again, to download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast, all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email Crowley and I, flythew670 at gmail.com. Get those CubsCon questions to Crowley. And you can watch us now on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. And if, if you're following at Crawley's Cubs or if you see us, we're going to be out on the convention floor with, with Fly the W shirts. Got my Fly the W hat. You be out there, come say hi, love to talk to you, and if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Go Cubs! It's all over.